look in the eyes of my brother without shedding a tear for my brother. Yo, they go cut me out today, Zoom. <laughs> welcome back welcome back to another episode of the informally honest podcast thank you for coming back and joining us yet again just me and brother johnson this week your fit your favorite ass Ash- place <laughs> oh man uh if this is your first time joining us we're usually four brothers but today we got the dynamic duo here today uh from the middle neighborhood of gary indiana that come together to converse and you know, just uh, figure out this thing called life. Uh, no matter where the conversation goes, we pride ourselves in being forthright, vulnerable, and most of all, we honest. AJ, how you feeling, sir? I feel good. Uh, had a, I was going to say I had a long week, but I really didn't. I had a long Friday, so it makes me feel like I had a long week. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was good. Because like I think I said on the previous episode, how I was saying how work has kind of been a lot like over the right. past month because we had all these jobs start at the same time mm-hmm. so i feel like this week kind of started that um equalizing like you know it's not as hectic so things are starting to calm down so it, it was good to see that change but like i said friday was crazy but i mean that's every day ain't gonna be you know great right so. right <laughs> but i'm good though word this week uh Speak was a little hard. I'm I'm fighting a, a a hip injury, and you know when you, when you dance at 48 hours a week on a hip injury, that's it's just it's 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 not fun. It's uh yeah every every day is a little bit of a push, and we uh we we've been working with a a, a guest artist who's setting this uh classic work on us, and yeah, it's just it's 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 been a rough week, um physically. But otherwise, it's been cool. Uh, uh, we <laughs> it was it was also a, a long Friday uh, on our end too for things that I am not allowed to talk about. So I will <laughs> move on. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah. Did you have anything to, um, that challenged you in 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 our principles this week? Oh, Being forthright, vulnerable, or honest. Um. Yes, and I can say yeah. So, as we know, Chicago is Chicago, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is there's a lot of violence uh, in certain on, areas. In certain areas. Uh, so, as I mentioned, like we have the you know these job sites, whatever. And you mm-hmm. probably figuring out where is this going, but uh, no, anyway. no, I mean, I'm <laughs> a long so, yeah. so yeah, so there's a, we have this job site. At, there's a Walmart in Chatham, like off of like eighty. 3rd ish, I think. Yeah, 83rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, off of uh, uh 80. Uh, yeah, 83rd. You're right. Yeah. So, um, there's a, they're building a, a Walmart training center over there. Uh, okay. So, I guess where you go to train Torque to Walmart. So, and it's on the property of the Walmart, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. But apparently, there was a shooting on, I think it was Tuesday, maybe Monday, but it's earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And there's a 15 year old kid that got shot. At like right outside of that Damn. location. And I guess, be, and this is when like all the kids walk home from school or whatever. So there's about three ish uh, over the bus mm-hmm. stop, whatever. So all the kids that was in the area, they ran into the construction site, like trying to, you know, take cover. Trying to get away. Right. Yeah. So, and it was just crazy. Cause like I was, I'm not saying like I could have got shot, but, but I'm just saying that I was, oh, I yeah. was, I was supposed to be there at that time, dropping off some stuff. But I decided against it just because it was kind of out of the way. Because I typically take the toll road home, and it it that route would have just been super slow. So I was like, you right. know what, I'm gonna just drop it off in the morning because I typically take that route. So gotcha. I don't take the toll road to work because I really don't need to because traffic's kind of smooth. But mm-hmm. when we back, I do take it. But anyway, so I was like, I'm I'm not gonna go. So I'm just imagining like if I was in that area, like what if I would saw anything at all. But I know like. One of the guys that I work with, he was actually on the news as like a witness, I guess, talking about what he heard and saw, I guess. Mm. So it, it's just, I don't know, it was just kind of like a, I guess like a wake up call, I guess, because like, you know, like I'm I'm in the area a lot. And from my understanding, I mean, I, I don't know every Chicago hood or, or neighborhood like that. But from my understanding, Chatham is a pretty safe neighborhood, relatively. 
in comparison, like to like <laughs> Inglewood or something? Oh, uh, Ch- Chatham has had his issues. Um, and Ing- it's funny because both of them are going through some degree of gentrification at this point. Okay. Um, not that gentrification is like a, a solution to mm. uh, gun violence, but yeah. they 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 both have had times. Okay. I, I I don't spend that much time in Chatham to know, you know, what it currently is like. Um and Englewood is off and on. I I I used to spend more time over there, but not that much in more recent times, especially yeah. since COVID. But yeah, so I mean if you're talking about like income, I don't know. Every area every area has its shit. Yeah, you, you could argue and say that something has happened in every neighborhood. It's just right. a matter of what happens more where but mm-hmm. yeah so for me i guess it was like because i guess I, I hadn't i guess you could say even though you know i work i don't necessarily work yeah i could say i work in chicago so it's just my office isn't in chicago so but anyway so for me i, I guess it's just i guess i'm repeating myself now but it was just kind of like a kind of like a wake-up call like dang like mm. you know you never know you know it just and I'm sure this was like for people that wasn't expecting it to happen at that time, like the kids just walking home from school. Right. They're like, like, dang, like, I'm just trying to walk home from school and these people, are, you know, out here being crazy. And it's, it's just kind like, of always been the case. I, I remember um, yeah. uh, getting caught up in a drive by when I was like seven or eight over in, over in Terrytown because uh, uh, back in Gary. Yeah. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Gary neighborhoods, Terrytown, most west side of Gary. Uh, and so, uh, uh, what was it? I remember we were on my way to my grandmother's house. And so it's like five, six in the morning. And we got Dang. caught up in a drive-by. Dang. And so, and so that's, what I'm, <laughs> that's what I was like. <laughs> Early nigga gets the worm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you knew stuff was happening, but I don't know that anyone ever really expects it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. unless, unless that's a, that's a lifestyle you frequent or. Yeah, I would uh, say, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that sucks. I, it was, it was, it made me think of uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but, uh. I had a homie stand with me during uh during our last season. And uh I was so used to my upstairs neighbor being loud as shit all the time. Like the kids be running around at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they find something to drop every day. That, like, <laughs> like literally, I'm like, I don't I don't know what y'all are carrying that's so heavy, but it just sounds horrible every day. And so then randomly one day. It was a particularly like big crash, mm-hmm. and neither both of us were like, "Yo, what the fuck?" I, I thought like a washing machine fell, like my roof was about to cave in. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> um, and so I uh, like he ran out of his room. We both like saw each other in the hallway, like, "Yo, you okay? What the fuck was that?" And then we, you know, didn't think nothing about it after that because nothing happened after that. Next thing you know, twelve showed up at my door, like. Uh, hey, there was a gunshot in the building. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, uh, I was, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything. It's like, did you hear anything? I was like, we heard a crash. Didn't even realize it was a gunshot. That's about it. Uh, he was like, you mind if I step in? I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> you can stay right there. I'm not gonna open the door all the way either. Yeah, like I didn't shoot. I, I don't got the gun. I don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, maybe it made me think about those situations where, you know, you just be living your life. Yeah. And heinousness. Arise. <laughs> <laughs> That's even a word. <laughs> hmm. I was like, I was like, what, what, what would be the conjugation? Of, I don't know. My brain went henacity. Hen- hen- like that, <laughs> that. That's not it. But uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, speaking of unexpected, but I guess it could be expected. Just general weird shit. Eh, if it's weird to you. Um, we know the Met Gala just passed by. And I 
every year that it comes up because I never think about it until the internet starts talking about it. Yeah. What the fuck do they do? I, I've never heard anyone talk about anything after the carpet. I don't know, man. <laughs> I know it's an e- I know it's an event, right? Obviously, the people dress up and stuff. For the, I, it's the Metropolitan Opera, I believe, or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, or that that's a place where they're at. Because that's the only thing I've ever heard to refer to as the Met. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, it's a is, is it a fundraiser? Do you schmooze after y'all have these wild ass outfits on the red carpet? Do y'all do anything after that? Well. I'm about to look it up. <laughs> I'm so I'm so curious. Uh let's see. All right. The Met the Met Gala, formerly called the Costume Institute Gala. Yeah, Met mm. Gala sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> or the, so the costume. What's up? My bad. My bad. No, they were saying it's formally called the Costume Institute Gala or the Costume Institute Benefit. And also known as the Met Ball, is annual yep fundraising gala for the benefit of the Metropolitan Metropolitan Museum, Museum of Arts. Okay. Yeah, the Metropolitan Muse- Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. Uh, so yeah, it's a fundraiser for a museum. Um, each year's event celebrates the theme of that year's costume institute exhibition, and the exhibition sets the tone. For the formal dress of the night, since guests are expected to choose their fashion to match the theme of the exhibit. Uh, <laughs> trying to find some more info here. Concrete info. <laughs> so pretty much it, it, it's a big costume party that's a fundraiser. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I, I, that makes me... I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't respect it before. I just never really had too much thought about it but yes. that makes it more like okay I, I can you know so I can get the reason why you dress up and all of that kind of stuff yeah. and so okay I, uh, yeah I get is there is there an event I, I, that's the part I still oh like what is the, the thing like, yeah like once y'all are all there y'all walk into this building do you just walk do you just go to the other side and leave or my guess and this is just purely a guess is it's probably a dinner um it didn't say this but the fact that it's a fundraiser and people dress up my guess is the tickets that you're paying for are probably for like the meal and like i said i'm just making this up but no, I don't know. I, and the thing about it is i thought about that because that's normally what gala means oh um, yeah, it says it right here actually uh each year the event has a theme and includes a cocktail hour and a formal dinner uh during the cocktail hour guests arrive to walk on the red, car- red carpet tour the tour the year special themed exhibition and be seated for the dinner party that includes entertainment from the preeminent entertainers of the day okay then why have i never heard about anybody like oh yeah i'm performing at the mad gala like (laughs) no one no one ever promotes this thing is the food any good in in scenarios like uh like what's her face uh uh kim k dressed as a goddamn shadow (laughs) <laughs> like does it have a mouth hold is she sticking around for that part of it <laughs> like i i just always had these kind of questions like none of your costumes seem um conducive to sitting somewhere for a meal yeah so one thing that i have seen uh it's like a lot of people will have like their rare their rare carpet look outfit and then they have and something else and then they'll have like an a outfit for the dinner then they'll have an outfit for the after party so the, the whole night is just like, just you. I mean, it's an exhibit for the museum, but it's it's like a museum for them as well. But from I th- I think it's more based on the designers than it actually is the the celebrities. The, the celebrities, around. right? Yeah, I can get that because it's like I think if my guess is like if you wear something outrageous, people are gonna be like, "Well, who did that?" Then right. Let's look into what else they make because obviously almost everything worn there is can't be worn at a regular event right <laughs> so it's like you know I that actually try to be as outrageous as they can just to <laughs> because they can <laughs> right that actually makes sense because I, I think about the scenarios like um uh 
the slight controversy around uh, AOC's dress and the lady that designed it, mm-hmm. where not- like you're you're at this fundraiser of incredibly wealthy people talking about tax the rich, yeah, <laughs> and then to find out that your costume designer who made a tax the rich dress has been avoiding taxes for years. Oh wow, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like you're like. Yeah, I, I like AOC, but I thought the dress was like, dude, just enjoy the night, man. Like, yeah, you, you don't have to be at work 24 7. Just like, we get, we know that's how you feel, but just, and, and it makes it, it's more contradictory. Like, wh- why are you there? Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of the first thing is, yeah. no, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> for the so, platform that you stand on, you being there is a little contradictory in itself. Yeah, it is. And, that, and, and with that being said, if you're going to go, just go and be modest. Just, you know, don't bring attention to yourself. Like, if right. you're going to, you know, because like you said, like, I thought the same thing when I saw that she even went to it. I'm like, you're all about taxing the rich and being against the elite, but you're in a room full of the rich elite. <laughs> so, right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that was her way of dividing herself from them. Maybe that was it. But yeah. like, my, my guess is all they did was look at her and like be like, really? I'm sure that's what even I'm people sure. that support her probably was like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that's one of the things where I'm like, it makes you think about people who are like, yeah, you got to fight the system from within the system. <laughs> and you're like, I, someone tell me when that worked. Yeah. Can someone give me an example of like, like, oh, yeah, I became a lawyer so I could, you know, fight it from within. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah, people say that all the time. Like when they say like black people should become cops, it's like the, mm. I feel like I feel like that would only work if like the whole police force was black or like eighty. And, and even then, it's like once you get a little dose of power, it's natural for you to abuse it. Some I mean, people are gonna abuse most it, right? people to abuse it. Yeah. Oh, some people to abuse it. So, I mean, regardless of that, I just think, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love that idea <laughs> and, and i don't know why but uh it makes me think of scenarios like a uh very famous anime naruto uh situation a situation happened where like these two dudes started their village right one dude became leader of the village and then uh uh the his best friend that helped him start the village was supposed to like you know help him lead he didn't really have an interest in that and then you find out his little brother uh the dude who's the leader his little brother ends up succeeding him and he hated everybody from that best friend's fucking family. He's like mad racist towards <laughs> them and everything. And so uh, as a means of keeping tabs on them, he made them the police force and made them live on the outskirts of the village. Dang. And then later so, on, like a whole thing happened where, you know, they eventually try to revolt and they get one of the cats from the family to massacre the entire clan. And so it's like, it's one. Of those <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> and this was made for kids. And, uh, <laughs> teach, teach you about life now. But no, uh, but I, it makes me think about scenarios like that with, where having, having an all black police force makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and that whole like police and neighborhoods that you live, yeah, no. Regardless, regardless of who's who's holding the badge, the principle is that the badge is built on is what's flawed. Don't matter who wears it. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, that's why, I like, when uh, yeah, like we see the videos of like there's like a black cop in, yeah. in videos, and it's like they're being cool and, and dancing with the kids, and it's like. People are like, yeah, you know, see, I'm like, okay, but if this was a situation was going on, he wouldn't be like that, you know. No, you can be friendly, you know, if if there's no imminent danger afoot, yeah, or if the, you know, I I see a lot of those cop videos. I feel like a lot of cop overreact because, in their opinion, the person is is disrespecting them, so Mm -hmm. they feel the need to be, you know, forceful and, and all that because the person is being disrespectful to them. But the thing is, it's not against the law to be disrespectful to, to anyone, really. It's not. You can be a complete jerk to everybody you meet. And it's <laughs> not against the law. So I'm like, you don't have to respectfully talk to police officers as long as you're not like physically harming them or threatening them. Like you can't say I'm gonna kill you, of course, but you right. Know. So, but they, 
you know, they take, if you're not like praising them, then like, then they're going to have a problem and try to rough you up, <laughs> take you to the station. <laughs> if you're not praising them or actively showing fear. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I say that as somebody who, uh, uh, I have family in the forest and, um, uh, I've actively showed fear my entire life for the most part when it came to cops, mm-hmm. all of those things you hear about where, you know, uh, stomach falls into, uh, your stomach falling into your lap. Every time you see them lights pop up Yeah. <laughs> to this day, anytime I pass a cop on, uh, on the highway, I look back Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cause I, I make sure of like if I if I see you make any movement after I pass you, I'm like, they coming after me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's there's so many t- and I, I'm so used to going the speed limit now, like versus mm-hmm. 10 years ago when I was a speed demon, but you know, speed all those demon. all those uh traffic tickets, like, <laughs> all right, this is enough. So I, right. so now I, I I drive pretty, you know, pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, uh, yeah, as far as cops, like, it doesn't matter, like, where I'm at. No, that's not true, actually. If I'm, like, in Gary, mm-hmm. I, I actually feel a lot less threatened by police. Because, like, they're they're not. As for whatever reason, like, citizens of Gary don't take Gary <laughs> police off serious. <laughs> like, because we, <laughs> like, we probably know them or know a few of right. them. Like, whatever. I mean, no. But, like, anywhere else, though, it's like, you know, you're always looking back and Right, making sure you're not doing anything wrong, even though you're not doing anything wrong. It's just and like, man, that that's a that nigga Javion. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that that's funny. Uh, and I, it's funny because I, I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty true. That I don't know, I've ever had. I, I one, I've never really had interactions with Gary police. Yeah, even if I got stopped in Gary, it was because it was either a sheriff or any interstate policeman. It wasn't really ever Gary police. Yeah, man. The, my only interaction with a Gary police officer, it wasn't like I got pulled over or anything. I actually went to the station because mm-hmm. I actually this was the time when I was trying to get my uh, my concealed carry license, even though I don't actually carry anything. I just wanted the license, right? If I wanted to, um, so you, you got to go to the police station and you got to give them. So you got to get fingerprinted, but when you sign up to get fingerprinted, they give you a place to go. So I had to go all the way to. Laporte for whatever reason um but anyway so they give you the slip and you have to take the slip to your local police station so i get that's what i was doing i was giving them the slip to to have the final this is like the final step then mm-hmm. once they do whatever they do then they, you get it in the mail like 60 days later so i, I went was, i was gonna oh, i just want to point out that uh this is a hilarious time to not actually use the phrase given a slip <laughs> like uh giving somebody the slip as a uh um like they got fired or no my, like my like no. like i gave him the slip and uh, then they, uh, <laughs> no, okay i got away from right yeah so yeah so like so i yeah so i was going up there to do that and the day that i was doing this it happened to be a sunday because it just happened to be a sunday mm-hmm. and i I figured the police station open 24 7 so you know i can do this today so I go up there and because of COVID, you can't just walk in. You got to like ring. It's like a kind of like a door intercom type thing. And they ask okay. you what you want. So I push the button. And I was like, hey, I'm here to submit this paperwork for my uh, concealed license, whatever. And he's like, uh, what do you say? He was like, he asked me uh, what time it was or what day it was. Yeah, he asked what day. And I was like, uh, Sunday. And then essentially he was being condescending. He's asking yes. me. Like, and I'm like, dude, just tell me you're not open. Like, you don't have to. So he's just go through all these things, right? Yeah, it's like I'm not. And it's like, dude, like this. I didn't say this, but in my mind, like this is why people don't like y'all. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm here trying to just do this simple, just right. And you're being condescending and a jerk for no reason. And you're a police station, not Chick Fil A. Like, what, what the fuck? Exactly. How was I supposed to know y'all not open on Sunday or to, to do this service on Sunday? I should say. I thought, well, if you're open, you can do the just right. the paper, like so. I, so yeah, it, it was just I'm not saying it hurt my feelings or anything, but it was just like it was just like it's still it irritated. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like this is why. It's like you could have eat that w- that could have been a moment for you to just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna help this guy. And he didn't even have to like accept the paper. He could have said, Hey, we actually don't open for that, that type of op- stuff on weekends. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And that could have been that interaction. But you you just drove a, yet another wedge between police officers and right. the citizens. The city. And so yeah. it was like 
and th- though it's so minor, it's just like that's my only experience with Gary Police Officer in a long time because I didn't live here forever. So, you know, it's like <laughs> like even when they're not beating people up or shooting people, they're still finding Assholes. a way to you know to to turn off the the public. <laughs> right. So that's one of the I'm like, you would you it's so easy to not be a dick. It is. It's, <laughs> it is. And I say that as somebody who is actively sarcastic and all of those kind of things. Like, if I, if I'm doing it jokingly, okay. But excuse me, if I'm at work and like I'm, unless I unless I have a rapport, there's just no there's no reason to ever condescend to someone or speak to somebody as if what you say, what you're about to say is just common knowledge. Clearly, yeah. if it, clearly if <laughs> I'm coming to you on a Sunday. Doesn't matter what time it is. I don't know. Yeah. So you could just be. You could clearly just be like, "Oh, uh, sorry, sorry to inconvenience you, man, but that department's not open until tomorrow at three at three or whatever." Yeah. Like, it's 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 simple things. What? Let, let, let's actually talk about this. Um, why do you think? It, why do you think it's such a challenge for people to find consideration? before um before before choosing uh like actively choosing violence for like for like <laughs> like a better term <laughs> um honestly I, I just think i just think it's a culture thing i was gonna say i was originally gonna say i think it's human nature mm-hmm. and i got to thinking like well i don't think that's true because i've been in places outside of the, the united states where people are they are considered, they are just nicer, <laughs> just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So I just think in American culture, we're just taught to be like our, our own person, which is great, but like, but to only look out for yourself. Like, that's kind of like, I feel like that's a common mind state for a lot of people. And I don't know if it's necessarily taught, like we're taught that way or, or I, yeah, I don't know what influences it, but I, I just think it's a thing. Uh, and for me, I see it all the time, just driving in Illinois, Chicago, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I've come up with this this theory. I feel like you can. I feel like you can tell a lot. A lot. I feel like you can tell a little about somebody by the way they drive, because like, <laughs> and I, I really believe that. Cause like, you can tell. You can tell whether someone isn't just an aggressive person, whether someone is a considerate person, or mm-hmm. someone that you know is a jerk. I feel like I feel like you can tell that by the way they drive, um, and like. And here's an example. Um, back when I worked at Bozak, the uh, the car yeah, the car dealership. Yeah. There's this dude that I work with uh, that I just did not like. And this dude was like, he was just he was one of those guys that was just a jerk for no reason, but all the time, just mm. just for no reason, just always in a bad mood. He this same guy would drive his car in the parking lot. Just this is a parking lot, but this dude would be driving in and out of the parking lot like he's on the race course just <laughs> aggressively just for what but then it matches his personality it's like the what it's such a, a minor thing and it, it might not make sense but i really i really believe in this theory i really <laughs> do. i feel like you can like people typically drive like their personality like I, it, I it makes it. me want it makes me wonder because i i i think my personality is very chill and laid back but most of the time when i'm driving i'm trying to get where i gotta go okay and so it, ma- it makes you go like okay so what's the correlation in that um because i'm like that that's a directional thing like i i, I am i that direct of a person uh do i you know rush into situations so that i could try to find uh find myself in the destination like Man, I, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, do do I do that, or do I just have like a big hole in your theory? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let, let's let's say this. Oh, I feel like for every hypothesis someone put out there or theory, whatever, there's exceptions. Yes, there's gonna be exceptions. So <laughs> a, 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 I can't say that I believe it's be true for everybody, but I like I don't know. It, it's, 
I I think it is. I think it. I think it's plausible. That's the right word for it. I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm not yeah. even saying that it's untrue. It, yeah. it just makes me analyze like the uh, the facets of my own personality mm-hmm. and whether or not uh, that it is a, uh, applicable for me. It's really fascinating. I never. I've never thought about uh, tying those two things together. We have a. Uh, there's somewhat of a thing on our end. Uh, our being dancers, just because mm-hmm. everything is related to fucking dance. Of <laughs> is you uh you dance the way you live and vice versa so you know if you can't hold on the notes if you mad messy and all that kind of stuff most likely you're mad messy in your real life if you lazy and you don't do your homework most likely you know that's going to be the case of people ask you to take care of things you're always falling short you're not reliable things yeah. are supposed to be you know most of the time like if if you're if you're if your culture and if your culture oh, i'll just say if your work culture and life practices are not um, close to, if not completely identical, then you most likely live a life of like complete chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and that makes sense to me. Like, and I think people, I think we are way more habitual than we realize. I know we mm. are terms humans are habitual creatures, or whatever. But I think even I think that goes further than we realize. Like. For example, um, I just think most people are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to slide into that. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, for example, I know we know that, like, if you're if you're trying to rent an apartment or a house or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like, they'll check your credit, right? Which I think is some BS. But I, I at the same time, I get why they do it. You know, it's like, okay, well, if this person has thirty five missed payments in their life, it was like, well maybe we don't want to rent this apartment out to this mm. person because the odds are they're going to miss some payments even right. if even even if you're in a completely different financial situation you know maybe that happened eight years ago and things are you know it, right. it's unfortunate that they look at that stuff because like i said your financial situation could be a lot better than it was three years ago when you missed those payments or but i you know but also another thing like when I was in the uh, military, I had to have a uh, secret security clearance to, to do my job. Hmm. And if you have bad credit, you will be automatically disqualified from that because their logic is, well, this person has bad credit. They're, you know, have financial trouble. So this person could be easily, easily influenced by, by, a, uh, by one of our enemies, quote unquote. Yeah. And I was like, that's ridiculous. But then there's actually there's actually true stories of that. Now, there probably isn't 30,000 cases of that happening. But there are cases in history where a guy was going through some stuff. Maybe he was getting a divorce, losing mm-hmm. money. And then, you know, somebody caught wind of that when it was somebody that wanted information, offered this person X amount of money. And they were sure enough, they were giving them secrets. And even they might have been secrets that they didn't even realize were that right important Important. Mm -hmm. but to whoever wanted this information they wanted the information and like and i didn't even realize how much uh like spying and and, and espionage i i guess i never realized how much that actually happens like way more than Mm. way more than i thought like um have you ever heard of uh something called a a, a honey pot yeah okay so yeah i didn't know what that was uh until i joined i joined the military for those who don't know uh explain it yeah. So essentially, and we've all probably seen this in movies or TV shows, but essentially there's a guy that works for an, a company, organization, whatever, whatever. He has information. Somebody else wants that information. So what they do is they'll employ a attractive woman or man, depending on, you know, whatever, whatever they're trying to trying to get from this person. And that person will essentially come on to that person and try to have a sexual relationship with them. And then they'll, Mm -hmm. they can either try to get information just simply by talking to them or what they'll do is they'll uh, do like record like a sex act, like, like say this person's married or whatever they'll record them having sex. And then they'll be like, if you don't give me this information, I'll show your wife. I'll show your wife. Right. Stuff like that. And like when I was in, in in Korea, um, I'm not saying anything like that happened, but (laughs) when i was in korea that was something that they uh like when we first when you first get there when you look like an orientation equivalent equivalent to like orientation mm-hmm. they would always 
tell us stories like that because stuff like that happened. We're like, uh, so-and-so worked for whatever, whatever department and somebody was asking them information and like stuff like that happens like all the time. So, um, wow. yeah. And I, I just guess like, so I see it in movies, like that don't actually happen, but I guess it really does happen more it's often. Couple th- there's a couple things you said uh, that that made me think. One, the whole credit thing. Uh, some of that is just discriminatory, discriminatory shit. Yeah, conjugation is very difficult for me to say uh, <laughs> uh, because I, it makes me think about other scenarios that I've had where um, a thing that Chicago has, and I don't know if this happens everywhere, is if you're trying to rent uh, in order to qualify. You need to prove that monthly you make three times that amount of rent. Yeah. And uh, uh, what was it? I showed uh, I can usually show that I pay more. I have paid more than the rent that you're asking for, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact that of, that of whether or not I make three times that amount. Yeah. And to me, that should go. Well, this is proof that this guy is he's never paid rent late. <laughs> And he's proved that he could pay this much. So that other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Could be nullified. I agree. I, I don't like that. It's, it's like on one hand, I get it as the person because as a person that's expecting the money every month, like you want to receive the money every month. I get it. But if the person has proven that they can pay it, then I don't see what the big deal is. It's Shouldn't like, be an issue. Like maybe like maybe this person is trying to rent. Maybe their parents pay their bill. Like we don't know. So. And it's it's as really long, irrelevant. Yeah, as long as you get your money, it doesn't and, matter. <laughs> like, and I'm like, and you you're asking for information from my past living situations. You can call them. You yeah. can ask how was this person's attendant, but and they verify this person was never late on their rent. They you know, and yeah. so those things shouldn't be factors. And then the other thing, uh, speaking toward uh, espionage or just um, uh, revenge porn and shit. Uh, I still remember uh, me and you went to go see uh, Jarhead when it first came out. I remember that. <laughs> and one, finding that movie fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know if you still find it funny. I haven't seen it in forever, but I haven't seen it since then. But I know, uh, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> that uh, uh, the the um, they sent a VHS of a dude uh, of dude's wife. Yeah. Uh, to to them and he played it in the in the sh- uh in like the common common area mm-hmm. and going like that wasn't this kind of situation because it wasn't them selling secrets or shit. Yeah. But I was like, this is fucked up. Why would any person do it? Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> why why would you do that to them? Yeah. And yeah. It's messed up. Yeah, I ain't never heard of that nothing like that happen. Not not the cheating part, but the video mm-hmm. thing. I've never heard of that happening. I assume the cheating part is relatively common. Oh yes, <laughs> it is. Like yeah, that that's unsurprising. But specifically, sen- sending a fuck you VHS of you cheating. Yeah, like what did he do? I'm just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I see if he did something. He just literally <laughs> in whatever country he was in, but just right hanging out, <laughs> <laughs> trying not to die. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. That, it, made, it made me think about those two things. And uh, folks up there, if you haven't seen Jarhead and you just want to see something that's hilarious, that's not meant to be funny, <laughs> go watch that shit. <laughs> Mainly for that part uh, uh, where he says the play-by-play of every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work out, hydrate, masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Training, hydrate, masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's fun. Uh, I, I don't know. How did we get here? We started out talking about the Met Gala. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Met Met Gala. Then it led to AOC. Then contradictions and yeah. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. It's a damn, damn good conversation. Uh, but yo, uh, I I've noticed this thing that I don't I don't I don't know. We can cut this if it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's been a lot of there. There are more shows, I think. Now, I, I love what the evolution of television has done to uh, make things less taboo and using the different age ranges to talk about um, 
intimacy, sex, etc. And I'm noticing some of the more popular shows that talk about these kinds of things have been with teenagers. Now, the ignorant motherfuckers out here would think that this is some kind of big conspiracy to create pedophiles. I, on the other hand, feel like there's some amount of genius in doing that because while horniness exists mainly from like 14 to 40, and then some folks are a little less than 40, like in the mid 30s, and then like around 46, they get a resurgence. Um, still got a groove back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, uh, where am I going with this? Do you have any particular feelings about shows that that use uh younger people, not even necessarily teenagers, but let's even just say younger age? But I think about shows like you know, Big Mouth, which is animated. Uh, that uses like preteens to teens, uh, mm-hmm. sex education that's using high schoolers, uh, every fucking English show with teenagers, uh, <laughs> misfits. Uh, what was the yeah. what was the what was the other one uh, that had an American adaptation to it? Um, Dothus. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was it called? Oh, that's gonna bother me. Um. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, um, I think I know. It, Skins. Like, that's what it was. Okay, that's not what I was thinking of. But okay. Skins. Uh, or, or even Euphoria. Like, uh, and Euphoria is just fucked up as a <laughs> show. But, uh, but yeah, just, what, 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 uh, do you have any thoughts or feelings or uh, perspectives on that? Um, to be honest. I mean, like, okay, so yeah, I've heard people say I forgot what the what the movie was, but something that came out a while back, and Netflix I got a bunch of flack for it because, oh, um, I, I forgot the name of, it, but that was different because I think I think it's a thing of there's a difference between using younger folks to have conversations about sex mm-hmm. and sexualizing younger folks. Yeah, that is true. Um. Yeah, and I never even saw it, but so I couldn't even honestly speak about it. But uh, yeah, I, f- I forgot. I, I don't forgot. even know what it's called. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it's called. But uh, uh, hey, audience, if you remember, because it starts out with like uh, the cameraman focusing in on like some little girl's titties or something like that. I, I remember when it was talked about and that being brought up, but I never saw it. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was one of those things. I was like, this is clearly just weird. Yeah, but yeah. I, because but, the the conversation needs to happen. I I am not a fan of the doc of the documentary format for this. Mm-hmm. I need there to be characters and let the characters have these kind of conversations amongst themselves because then it's like people interacting, yeah. as opposed to you trying to tell me a narrative that you want to feel. I guess that mm-hmm. can be said for writers, but I don't know. It just feels different if it's if it's portrayals as opposed to documentary style. Yeah. Yeah. But I, okay, so I guess to answer the question, um, I don't I, honestly, I don't really know how to feel about it. Uh, it's kind of like I don't know if 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 studios are doing this to simply just get the attention of kids because they know, you know, and they know that's a good audience to have on your side uh, mm. when it comes to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know if maybe they are trying to to maybe they are trying to appeal to the audience that might like kids. I don't, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's more kids in the world than pedophiles. I would hope. Um, I, yeah. That that <laughs> would be a horrific statistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to give Hollywood, and maybe I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to give Hollywood the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they're just trying to appeal to the younger audience and mm-hmm. give them, but give them something that isn't just like Sesame Street. You know, it's like okay, well, we're gonna give you <laughs> something that's a little bit more, you know, not age appropriate, but something that you might realistically be t- thinking about or talking about with your to, friends. Because, yeah. like, because a lot of times, you know, parents don't don't want to believe that their kids are 
thinking about sex or having sex even. Mm-hmm. Um, and which that's not a new thing, you know? Yeah. Gener- our generation and definitely well before us, motherfuckers was doing shit this whole time, but yes. because because it's publicly taboo, they act, uh, everyone wants to act like it's, it, it wasn't you. Yep. And I can yep. say for a fact it wasn't me because I was... I wasn't sought out like that. So, I, <laughs> so you know, my, 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 my experience didn't happen until I was 18, but or any, it's anything really sexual. But if it if it was uh, um, a possibility, yeah, I would have took the shit. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I think I, I'm going to say that's my answer. I, I think they're just trying to they're just making. I just think it's it's 20 what year is it 2021 and they're mm-hmm. just trying to make stuff for kids that it's just more like real to them and you know like maybe they don't want to see like the corny uh drake and josh that's that's younger than high school age right that's yeah that's that's younger <laughs> than high school so like i'm trying to think about like when we, when we were when we were teenagers what teenager because what this is early 2000s what were the portrayals we were seeing at the time of anyone our age? I I don't know that there was. I mean, for like, for, especially for black teenagers, I can't think of anything. Now I can think of other shows that, you know, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, their artists were probably initially probably white people. So shows like um, One Tree Hill and like mm. the OC, like those shows, they were portraying teenagers but they i mean they were white teenagers right and, and i'm not saying you can't watch a show with a white cast obviously we all no yeah but there was but, nothing necessarily saying anything near our experience yeah yeah or and, and even in those shows there definitely was sex and drugs and alcohol and stuff like that right. but it's, it wasn't like i mean it wasn't called sex education you know it wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> right. the the folk and i've never seen sex education so i, I don't even it's know a good show it is a good show and the thing about it is i don't even necessarily know that any of these shows are necessarily made for kids. I don't think they really are. But I think saying things from the from that perspective of when you're trying to figure shit out and most likely just making bad or irresponsible or uneducated decisions, that's just the life of fucking teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think that's why I think Big Mouth is fucking brilliant. Is yeah. because it's purely from the perspective of you just hit puberty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could honestly, it could be writers just playing on the fact that maybe people are just interested in seeing what kids might because okay so like if you're a parent and you got like two kids in high school of course you know your kids and that but you don't know what they're really talking about when they leave the house mm-hmm. so so maybe they're playing on that like okay well we're gonna tell these stories of what these kids are actually doing when they leave the house and maybe that interest is you know people our age or people older than us like and that maybe that's maybe that's what's causing people to want to watch Stranger Things. Like, you know, because hmm. I, I love Stranger Things. And it's like, and typically I would never watch a show where the, the starring cast are like 12 years old. You know, typically, right. in most cases, whatever the story is, I'm not going to be interested. <laughs> if, <you know? laughs> but for whatever reason, you know, Stranger Things was able to use kids as their, the, the main cast and draw right. a lot of people in. Um, And I don't know if that's, if it was the kids, I don't know if it was storytelling, a little bit of both. Um, I, I think it's I think it's all encompassing. Giving giving nuance without the caveat of maturity mm-hmm. uh, is is something that I don't know was fully allotted to previous generations. Yeah, because kid kid kids be knowing shit, especially yeah, this do. this fucking generation because they have the internet and access to pretty much everything. They just as dumb as kids have ever have, have ever been, but they know more shit than kids ever have. <laughs> yep. Very true. And yeah, that's true. And, and really you I think you can see that kind of like in I think you see that in every 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 generation that comes along, I think mm-hmm. gets whether we want to admit this or not, I think they get a little bit smarter. Um mm. and of course if we ask Gen X and older how they feel about us they probably wouldn't think we were smarter than them even though it's it's and when i say smarter i don't mean like we can solve for x better than the, the right it's just, it's just we're just i think we're just more aware of what's kind of what's going on mm-hmm. you know uh, i mean 
I, th- I think every generation that, that got to grow up with technology to some degree, uh, they they just kind of got to be a little uh, a bit of a step ahead mm-hmm. in the same ways that like I'm sure people from Gen X or boomers uh, and maybe early millennials have way better trade skills than any of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, now, when you say trade, I'm assuming you mean like carpentry, like carpentry, like, like okay. just just know Country. how. I know I don't know how to fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> if anything goes wrong in my house, I have to call a real man or someone else <laughs> to come do it <laughs> because I don't I don't know. Yeah, and yes. so and so it's things like that where I'm like that 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 that's probably an American cultural thing, unfortunately. I'm sure that's a generational thing to some degree where I'm like, maybe more people know how to do shit outside of here or I maybe not even American because I'm a metropolitan kid. And so I'm sure some motherfucker from Arkansas who's probably the same age as me can probably fix this alternator right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I think (laughs) it's more of a cultural thing than it is Mm. an American thing because I think of I, I refer to, to South Korea a lot, but uh, I think about their culture now. And it's like a lot of the people our age are all like kind of like young business profession. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are like in the offices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as far as like the, the manual hard labor, it, you would think it would be younger people, but it's actually older people are the ones doing like the manual labor. Mm-hmm. Um, while like the younger people are in the offices with the white collar jobs. Um and, I, and you could, I'm not saying it's the same thing over here, but you were saying you think old, older generations are more in the trades. And I, I agree with that. And I think some of that comes from um, kind of like we've been pushed to go to college. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like our parents kind of pushed up. I'm not saying like not our parents, me. but yeah. Yeah. Um, Because their parents, you know, were probably, there's a good chance that if you're like 70, 80, and black, I'm not. I'm not saying everyone in 70, 80 and black does not have a degree, but I'm just saying that th- there's a chance that you might not have one just t- because of times. Yeah. Um, at you know, um, so a lot of parent, a lot of older people, they're like they are very heavy in education. Like I guarantee you that if you ask anybody like 70 and up about education, they probably feel very highly about it. Mm-hmm. Um. They don't have to be that old, by the way. But <laughs> no, but but it was the thing for that generation. Education meant better life. Yeah. Uh, exactly. For you, uh, because they knew, you know, the uh, discriminatory practices of if you didn't have a college degree, you all you wouldn't even uh, able to apply for a job regardless of, regardless if you had the skills or the knowledge, but you just needed that paper as validation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not to mention, you know, if you joined the right frat, if you got the right uh mentors while you're in college you get the right internships there's all of these kind of like barriers that came with higher education in order to live a better life uh mm-hmm. after you know your great granddaddy was uh like I, f- I found out my great grandfather sold wood in the winter and water in the summer and that was mm-hmm. that was his income and i saw a picture of him and i was like that man is terrifying <laughs> because i'm sure that's what he told y'all he did and he was a mafia mafioso. <laughs> he looked like he killed somebody right before he took this picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back then, I mean, like people were. I feel like people were doing. I mean, people still do whatever they got to do to survive. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, just to to add on to what you're saying, like I, I agree. I think people think education means that okay, you're moving in the right direction, even if. Mm. Even if you're gonna leave college with fifty thousand dollars in debt, even though whatever job you find, it's not gonna pay you enough to pay off that debt. <laughs> people think that because of the education, this guy's got it going on. So, and it's like, and I'm not, I'm not against education, of course, but it's not necessarily the answer to everyone's problems. Like, it doesn't it, translate not, like it used to. It doesn't because there's people. It it, it kind of goes both ways. Like there's people that have master's degrees that are making $40,000 a year. Right. And there's people that don't have any education that are making $80,000. I mean, so it's like, you know, you kind of just pick your, not poison, but it's kind of like, there's no, 
set in stone way to quote like make it i guess you know it's like, no it's not right and like getting an education you know maybe in the 70s and 60s maybe that was a sure way to like to 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 create mm-hmm. a foundation for your family maybe that was the case back then but now that's it's i'm not saying you can't do that now but it's not a guarantee or or you have to go to school for the right thing like right um or just happen into some line of work that you never thought about yeah <laughs> and yeah. somehow it ends up being mad lucrative yep there's a yeah. there's a young lady who uh who danced for me in uh one of my first productions who now runs a whole solar company with her partner <laughs> and like is making hundred thousands to million dollar deals in her solar company yeah yeah <laughs> that, i mean that's that's exactly right like i think about my uh brother my brother lee like he was um yes the most interesting uh work history because mm-hmm. <laughs> He went to Jackson State and got a degree. I'm not going to give this the whole life story, but it's, it is just <laughs> an interesting progression. But mm-hmm. uh, so he got a degree in biology. He's super nerdy in that sense. Uh, so once he was done with that, he went to work for some lab. I think in Houston, he was like studying like bats or something. <laughs> and I was, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know the details of that, but he was studying bats. That's all I know. <laughs> um, then he was like, okay, this is boring. Then he went and joined the army for maybe like five years, maybe. Mm. Then he was like, okay, I had enough of this. Now he works for himself. He's a, uh, he does something with like insurance. Like, so like if there's like a big storm and like, like a hurricane comes through in Florida, mm. he'll, he'll drive to Florida and he'll do like insurance, uh, uh, estimates. That's his, that's okay. it. he does yeah. estimates. But he works for himself and makes a lot of money doing this. Um, and <laughs> like he, if you would have asked him like twenty years ago, would he been, would he have thought he would be doing anything in that field? Definitely, probably would have been a no. <laughs> like, right. Because I can't even see him doing that. Like it doesn't even seem like something, like something he'd be interested in. But he loves it because uh, he gets to, to to drive all around the country and he kind of makes his own schedule. So like he's not working twelve months a year. You know, so he can work like pretty much when hurricane season comes, that's when he's the most busy because right. that's when all the storms are coming through, tearing up stuff. And he drives to the heavy hit mm-hmm. areas. And like, I don't even know how the, how the, I don't really know the inner workings of how it works, but I just mm-hmm. know that he is often like out in, in about doing these right. instruments. So, um, that's great. like I said, he doesn't work for anybody. Um, he makes a lot of, I don't know how much he makes, but I know he makes a lot of money. Uh, just, Sometimes you sometimes you just know just based on decisions mm-hmm. they've made like you know that's not a decision you know someone makes unless they you're making x amount of money right uh, and I'm not gonna ask the guy but uh, but yeah it's like I do find that interesting how you might have a goal like I'm gonna do this for a living and then fast forward 15 years you're doing something not even close but you're doing good at it you're making good money whatever right uh, that's always <laughs> interesting to see. Man, kudos to anybody who actually who that works out for. Yeah, because you know that I, I I know a number of people who who tried to do that. Like, oh yeah, man, I'm about to start. Some, you know, what people need the <laughs> the the pulley part of zippers, and so I'm gonna go into manufacturing those because that's gonna that's what the real money is. And you're like, man, that is <laughs> it's gonna be a rough ride for you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always think about like we've all seen those stores in malls where we're like. We know that's not gonna last more than a month. Like no one's gonna yeah. go in the store. Like, <laughs> like they sell stuff like they sell vases shaped like frogs. That's the whole store. Like that, dude, you're, not, right. you're not gonna be successful at this, man. Like, <laughs> it's just there's, not. there's no market for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, so like they always open up in the mall, like give you six weeks. <laughs> now I haven't been I haven't been to Southfield in so long, and that shows our age because I know it's not Southfield anymore. Yeah, uh, well, it was South Lake. Then it's, South I Lake, think, right? Then it's what, like it was Westfield. Westfield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when I saw that ad scene on TV store, <laughs> I was so surprised it lasted for so long, and uh, I don't know yeah. that it's still there. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, but the fact that it, it was there for years, yeah, it was. Yeah. And well, I was I, like, "Why are you still there?" 
that might be so there. Huh? That's crazy. If it is, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been in, in the mall in, in a while. Nah, um, really. even though I live out here, but I, I'm just not a mall person like that. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless I'm in a new place, then I'll mm. I'll, see, I'll just go like let's check out the mall. But yeah. otherwise, let's check out the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, this has been fun. We can wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inform the Honest Podcast, y'all. If you have any uh questions that you want to submit to us to talk about if uh if you're interested in coming on to the podcast because you're like hey i got this thing and i really want to talk about it then you know we'll we'll vet you but uh <laughs> but yo you can write us at informally honest podcast that's uh informally honest <laughs> <laughs> podcast at gmail.com informally honest on instagram informally honest podcast on facebook and informally underscore hp on twitter uh you can write us uh, you can write us anytime any day we'll respond uh we want to have all the conversations that we can't have and we want to include y'all uh like share subscribe rate on apple Podcasts. uh we love you we appreciate you uh, every conversation you have, every connection you make, we ask you, we 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 provoke you, we we implore you to always pride yourselves as we do in being forthright, vulnerable, and most of all, be honest. Peace. Peace out. Peace out. Be Episode fifty eight. I think maybe nine. Can't look nine. Fifty nine. Without shedding a tear for my brother I really want to try for my brother Cause I truly do feel for my brother